Talk Radio. I guess it's been so long since it's been used that the intro song has decided it's going to take a little while to load, so we don't know when it's going to play. There we go. Here it is. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New and CanBay.com, located on blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump and at widemencantjump.com. This show discusses anything and everything and nothing is off limits as the wise men express their views and opinions on all different subjects of rounds of sports, entertainment, and world. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, and at WideMenCan'tJump.com. And now, here is the Sunday Night Roundtable. And now that the the joys of Fever Dog, better known from the movie Almost Famous, if you've uh, seen that movie. What a great song that actually is. To be from a fake band, Fever Dog. <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes. Here we are, the Sunday Night Roundtable, and we have a lot, a lot to talk about. Do we not, Tim? Who's Tim? Uh, well, I, I, I'll play you a new intro song. How about that? Normally, I hit uh, Tim. I normally hit Tim with this. If you know Tim, though, he's a rock and roller, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little ELO there. Is that better for you? Rock and roll is king. Well, that yeah, was all right. I'm 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 up here and and uh, watching the the uh, sun is just uh, well starting to set, and uh, and I just had confirmation. Well, let's well, let's bring on. Is that is that our expected guest? Well, it is our expected guest. So let's give him a little. You know what? Let's, let's give him a little him intro, little yeah, intro theme here for for the one and only. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jeff, the man. Nathan. Jeff is Jeff is back. Nathan, I thought you were going to play Jeopardy theme music and not. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. I didn't know that we had any like you know walking trivia encyclopedia music, but. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Since since Jeff knows so much, we'll just you know we'll, we'll just throw this one at him here, just for him, since he wanted it. Ready to play, man. That was nice. Yeah. But Jeff has returned, ladies and gentlemen, uh, after a nice long absence. Now that we've we got the, now we got the table loaded, back to what I was saying. 
The sun is yes, but... setting up here in the north. And we had confirmation about, well, I don't know, 30 minutes ago or so, that there is, in fact, a, a deity up there somewhere as Duke goes down in a ball of flame. Thank the Lord. Well, we'll, we'll discuss that in a little bit. But before we get there, the final four is set. And they've actually released the game times. Or oh, not the times, wow. but the, the date. They've released the date. Saturday, April 6th, Auburn will take on uh, Virginia. And Texas Tech will play uh, Michigan State. Of those four, who's going to win the championship? I'll start with you, Tim. Who do you think is going to win? Let me know when you have your pick made. I don't have a bloody clue. I All really right, so don't. Tim, Tim doesn't have a clue, but wait, the pick is in. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns <laughs> with the first pick of the NFL draft. <laughs> Announce a trade to anyone or anything. Oh, if, if we're starting the draft, I, I've got it covered. <laughs> i got it covered, the man. The Oakland Raiders select with their first pick. Somebody's stupid Jeff, because Jeff John Gruden's in charge. But anyway, What's who the do you think? Part? Is there, they're the fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl. Not to get off, bas- off basketball. Oh, minute, give me a fifth favorite. They haven't by even who? won a playoff game in twenty-five I'm years. Favored by who? Some no people who don't watch football ever. But they are favorite. Favored by Vegas, so they can capitalize. They can capitalize yeah, no on the popularity. Kidding. What a joke. Anyway, back back to the back to the NCAA. I, if I have to pick a team, I'm going to go with the upstart Texas Tech. What about you, Senor Jeff? I think you're going to see Sparty and Virginia in the finals, and I'm going to say Michigan State wins the championship. And after I'm, saying that, it's going, to be, it's going to be Texas Tech playing Auburn. More than <laughs> I don't see Auburn getting by Virginia just because of the injuries uh, sustained by that squad, but I, I'm going to pick Michigan State to win it. Let's be honest here. I think we can now validate that Michigan State probably should have been a higher seed than what they were. Uh, they were a two seed, and I don't think – and they clearly proved that they don't belong. They they, they belonged as a number one. Right. I think they could have, you could have put them over North Carolina. But, yeah. And, again, you know, it, it's hard to say. So, that's that's one of the iffies there. But yeah, in the end, said, I think Michigan State. It's hard to bet against. It's hard to bet against uh, Tom Izzo. Just re- it, it is, in my opinion. Right. Well, some of the analysts at the beginning of the, uh, when after the brackets were released, were really uh, having a hard time fathom that Duke was the number one overall seed, and yet Michigan State was in their region as a you know, two seed. You would have thought it would have been. You know, the lowest of the two seeds, maybe uh, perhaps a Michigan or uh, Tennessee, maybe. And But they was, you know, people were wondering, well, if they're the overall number one seed, what they play the, you know, eighth ranked team or, or the like well, four, the lower two seeds. They seed, couldn't you know. give Michigan or Michigan State the number, the uh, uh, one, though, because they didn't win their, the conference tournament right. didn't turn out how everyone had ho- thought it might. 
and we might have seen a different result there. Yeah, possibility. Well, Michigan, but, uh, State, well, Michigan State beats Michigan and then beats what? Who ended up winning? Minnesota? Or Iowa or whoever it was won. Because it wasn't them, right? No, I don't even remember who won the Big Ten. Or did Michigan State win the Big Ten? Michigan State won the Big Ten. Okay, well, then they, then they got hosed. They, they, there's no way that then they, they shouldn't have been. Then we're, we're back me, to that old. Double. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you're right, Nate. We're back to that old double standard where we don't want to give, uh, uh, well, who, who do we take it away from? Well, we don't want to take it away from North Carolina because they're North Carolina. We don't, well, Virginia, well, they were really good this year. So, of course, Duke, well, Duke doesn't matter what happens. They get a one just about. I'm glad to see them lose. I'm, I'm sorry, but I just am. Right. I don't have – I mean, I'm not State a Duke fan either, but I felt like they shouldn't have been playing Michigan State in the same region if they were going to yeah, give them Yeah, I didn't role. agree with that either. I didn't agree with that either. Um, I don't – I think Michigan State won a share of the regular season title uh, because if I'm looking at this correctly here, Purdue and, and Michigan State had the same conference record. Um, I don't know. I would Purdue. I don't know if Purdue would get the nod there. Um, let me let me see the Big Ten standings here for the regular season. It looks like Michigan State was the winner of the Big Ten. Um, the regular season, they were the one seed going into the Big Ten tournament, which they won. So, I, and you give Michigan State and Michigan the same seeding. I just I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, that's that's where the problems start there because I think what. I'm pretty sure Michigan State beat Michigan twice this year. Three so times. Or, or whatever it was. So it's awfully hard to justify um, same seedings there. And then, and then Purdue, I think, who finished ahead of Michigan, they got a three. Right. And, yeah, you know, they got they a three. They were a chance away from being in the Final Four. I mean. Yeah, they were. They played – yeah, they played pretty well. They, I think they exceeded expectations. And Michigan, a tiny State, bit, but... Michigan State had less losses than North Carolina, I believe. Well, North we, Carolina... we, did, we did say there was some interesting – the, the seeding was difficult this year because there wasn't a whole lot of runaway – I thought Michigan uh, State was teams. the only team that got host. I, I, I will say that. I thought there was a narrow no. argument. For Cle- Clemson, Clemson got host. Well, they didn't get in, so they got hosed totally. When you consider some of the teams that got in ahead of them was ridiculous. Yeah, Oklahoma, but, anyway. Ohio State. Even though both those teams won their first round, I still don't think they needed to be in the game in the tournament. Uh, North Carolina had seven mm-hmm. losses. I'm trying to see how many Michigan State had. Um, six. They had six. So Michigan State had a better record. They won their conference regular season and tournament. But yet, North Carolina was the one seed. Jeff, I know you're a Carolina guy, but I think you got to admit Michigan State probably should have been the one there. Uh, I think North Carolina got rewarded for beating Duke twice during the regular season and they played didn't have in the time. conference they played either in. Time. Right, you're right, you're right. They didn't either time. And being but, but. I even think when they did play Zion in the ACC tournament game, the final or whatever, well, they they lost by one point. So how can you yeah. justify Duke 
being the number one overall seed, and North Carolina lost. And to add to that, point. and to add to that, sure. Kyle, Michigan, Michigan State beat Duke earlier in the year with Zion Williamson. So yeah, you throw that, Gonzaga throw did that as on, well. Yeah, you got to throw yeah, that. Yeah, it was just, I mean, it's the yeah. same old story, right? There's just so many variables, and sooner or later, something has to, to go in a direction that just doesn't make sense, right? They can't put everybody. Yeah, you could have threw the yeah, top six or seven in a hat. Yeah, there's just not a yeah, there's just yeah. not enough uh, uh, pegs and holes for everybody to fit perfectly. It just doesn't work. So at some point, somebody's got to get punished. And in in Michigan State, uh, they did go on a they had a three game losing streak where they lost to Indiana and Illinois. So they had some and uh, Indiana again. So they had some stinkers too that you know that might have really you know it's hard not to argue when you lose to Indiana twice. How good are you? And yet here we well this year anyway. I mean, you know there are. I know how much how much value do you put on wins? Like you know with the North Carolina camp, well we beat Duke twice, okay, but yeah you did, but you know how how much were those wins worth compared to like Gonzaga's win against Duke, let's say. But so far they've done. I mean when you gets right down to it, we've got what. Uh, a a one and a two and a three and a five, I believe. Is that what we is that what we got left? Yep. One two three five. That ain't, all, that ain't too shabby. That that ain't all bad. I mean, the only five seed that didn't fall to a twelve in the first round, and they make it all the way to the final four. I mean, I'd put it to you this way: if anybody who thinks they could do better, should uh, show me your bracket. <laughs> well, there's none perfect. Yeah, show speaking me a bracket brackets, well Speaking of brackets, let's uh let's take a look at the tournament challenge for the Wide Men Can Jump group. Over 70 people entered. And as of right now, the leader of the pack is one Matthew Dombrova. And look what and look what Matthew Dombrova, look who he picked to win. Virginia. And he had the Michigan it's, State upset over Duke as well. Yeah, we got a we got a few guys. We got well, he's at first, and then we got a couple more a little further down there. They got Virginia yeah, and a one one guy with somebody took Michigan State. Uh, two people took Michigan State, so it's yeah, it's, it's going to be a battle there between four or five people. Believe it or not, sitting in six is R squared. Sitting in six is R squared sixty four, and that is also the man leading. The uh, the bracket challenge, the the backup bracket challenge, the uh, the second chance bracket. No, we don't know who that is. Uh, I, I believe I know who it is. I don't want to say out loud, but I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm just was curious if we, knew, if we knew who it was or not. Pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that's actually an old uh, teacher of mine who entered the pool. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, he's got an outside shot. If, uh, but the only issue he's going to run into is, is Matthew, Matt, actually has Michigan State and Virginia. And in the championship, let me see. I'm sorry, I clicked on the wrong thing here. In the championship game, Matt has Michigan State playing Virginia. So cool. his championship game is still intact. Meanwhile, I don't, hardly anybody else is going to be able to catch him. If Virginia, if Virginia wins, he's going to win. If Michigan State wins, he's still going to get points. What is it? They're, 
they're tied for first in the in the second chance one too. Yeah. Good lord, right those now. dirty beggars. Trying to double up, but yep, there we are. And right now, if if I'm looking at it correctly, it looks like Tim's son Matt is going to win the Wide Men Can't Jump tournament pool. That would be my guess. Where he has the I would, two guys. I would like to say it was because he learned at the knee of the master, but that is like as about untrue as it could possibly get. Um, well, you finished yeah, tied for third. Tim, you finished tied for forty third at six forty. Uh, coming in at six thirty at forty seventh place is Autumn, R. Kelly's tears, and behind her by ten points is me. She beat me by one pick. Well, thankfully we've always got we've got Ed Bogus to lean back on. Nobody panic. <laughs> Ed Bogus is no fill out. Uh fell miserably. <laughs> yeah. So it's always <laughs> always Ed we can count on Ed. But anyhow, I'll it's been a great tournament. The games were the games were all good. There was no no blowouts. There was no uh you know, we thought we had a couple of overtimes, uh, a couple of last, a couple of last possessioners. You, know, you couldn't complain about the games, at least. No matter the who. Eight games were great. Yeah, they were. Last night. Yeah, all the eight games game. were good. Yeah. Which is a nice. You can't nice complain. Oh, well, let's will, go. But. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the game, starting with the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, let me get there real quick. Let's look at the games here. Here was a close. Let's start here at the bottom. Uh, Kentucky and Houston, Sweet 16 game. That one was in doubt for Kentucky there. Yeah. They had to hit a big shot. Uh, what was your thoughts on that game? We'll start with you, Jeff. What was your thoughts? Well, like you said, it went uh, – Kentucky got out to a pretty good-sized lead. Like I remember, Houston fought back and took the lead. But like you said, the last <clears throat> two or three minutes, uh, you know, it was – went back and forth, and uh, Houston very well could have moved on, like you all were saying. All the games oh, were really close. It seems like a lot of the games were close, and, uh, you know, what's his name? Hero hit, hit, hit that three. Uh, yeah, he lived up, up to the and, name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. no doubt. Uh, not today, but other night he did. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, it was a very good game, and uh, Kelvin Sampson, you know, he used to coach – Oklahoma now he's at uh, Houston and uh, you know he got in a little trouble at Oklahoma with some I believe it was recruiting violations maybe or but anyway recruiting uh, and NCAA violations there right but at Houston uh, he's you know done a really good job there and I, if I'm not mistaken a lot of people thought that Houston might make it out of that region uh, uh, Nathan I think did you say that Houston uh, did you have Houston in the Final Four in your bracket, maybe? I did not. I had Houston losing to, actually, Kentucky. Uh, no, but okay. I said, okay. don't be surprised if Houston, yeah. Yeah, they if were, Houston they were makes right there. They were a bit of a sleeper pick where where people weren't really, okay, are they as good as their record indicates? Nobody was you know, we're 100% sure. But they had a pretty good showing. I don't think they could have any complaints. Whoever's running that program – their athletic director and all that have got to be pretty pleased. Uh, Absolutely. Well that. I think they did as well as you can expect from a, I don't want to say a smaller program, but one that's not been in the limelight for quite a while. Yeah, since the mid-80s. But, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. It was a close game. So That was a very close game. Actually, uh, there's a guy I follow on Twitter. Uh, his name is Rob. He works – he's at Sportsman Men. He is in the 100th percentile in his bracket pool he's in. He's not in ours, but he's in the 100th percentile. He has – here was his final four. Michigan State, Texas Tech, Virginia, Auburn. I said, wow. wow. So that's, that's pretty good. But, it is, um, but I, I, I honestly have to, have to ask the question. I would like to hear the arguments for specifically Auburn making it to the four. Not that they're not good, but before the they were on a roll. Started, but before the tournament started, I would have liked to have heard the argument for why you thought they were, they were, they were on a roll. There. They they won big in their tournament. They were on a, a tear coming out of the uh, SEC tournament where they won big, and they they handled Kentucky in the tournament like it wasn't even close. So I, I can see why. I mean, I, I can see why people. I actually had Auburn. Had they not played North Carolina, I would have probably had them in the Elite Eight. Well, they, but I had North they Carolina. They laid a beating on. They laid a pretty good beating on North Carolina too. They did. Yeah, they did. Let's talk about that game. Ninety-seven to ninety-seven to eighty. And I know Jeff, our resident North Carolina fan, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on that game? Well, I felt like North Carolina defensively, they haven't been like, and they never are. Always teams aren't exact. They just try to out, you know, play. Uh, just outshoot you or whatever, but uh, Auburn just couldn't miss. In the second half, I believe they hit 10 or 11 threes maybe. Uh, you know, it's... Oh, Bruce Pearl seems you know, living Carolina, I, Yeah, I mean, I think they hit eight more threes than what North Carolina did, so that's oh, four, four points. They were so, 40, I think 45 and change percent from three points. Yeah, it was it was unreal. To, it was an ungodly number like, or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the game, it was... They were they were up nine or ten points, and then it wasn't one minute, and they were up nineteen. That's the rate they were hitting uh, the bombs. So, and they didn't uh, I mean, that when well you put against, up uh, Kentucky, but you you put up ninety seven points in a game, and it doesn't go to overtime. So, what's that say about your offense that night? You know, uh, Auburn was Auburn was seventeen of thirty seven from the three. So they scored fifty six. They were 17 of 37, and North Carolina was only 7 of 28. So there you go. Sounds yeah. like a James Harden quarter. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh. So that, I mean, just kind of overpowered them, I guess. I don't know what else you would – how else you'd really describe it. I mean, they had a yeah, lot of – how else you'd really too, describe so. it, but – Defensively, Auburn's pretty good too. They they got some big stops on Kentucky there at the end of the uh, at the end of, end of regulation in that game. So they're long and athletic and uh, made some big stops. But uh, you, uh, North Carolina, they just seemed they couldn't hit anything. I mean, in the second half of that game, they couldn't. No one could. They couldn't throw it in the ocean. So. <laughs> Well, that that was that game, and uh, it was kind of a shocker, I think, for most people. But North Carolina, the first one seed to go down in the tournament. Uh, I, I mean, the I never night. thought that they were out of the game, uh, guys. Whenever they got down like ten to twelve points, I mean, because North Carolina can, you know, usually could score in bunches, but they just they just didn't hit their shots, and Auburn did, and that was just you know that's just how it went. 
Yeah, and that was uh, they were the first one seed to fall. <laughs> in case you didn't know, my son's in the room with me now. Kid just uh, <laughs> conf- confirmed North Carolina's departure. Yes, Cade did confirm Carolina did go down. Uh, another game that I think surprised a lot of people and was very entertaining, Purdue and Tennessee. Purdue wins 99-94 to in overtime. Uh, <laughs> I thought uh, well, Tennessee was – I think all of their games were close, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Turn so, first, second – I think the seven, second game, the Iowa seven game. Seven against Colgate and six against Iowa. So they weren't, that was overtime. They weren't going in real hot anyway. Um, but that was a uh, – that game went back and forth, I believe. And that game went to overtime as well, correct? The Purdue and Tennessee game? Yeah, I believe so. so yeah, it did. Um, I, I got the – catch the tail end of that game, but uh, you know, that was I think both uh, teams hit some big shots late in the regulation. Uh, but I think well, it was I, lots I, I, of I uh, lots of shooting in that game. I mean, the, they were both teams were nearly 50% from three land. Um, there was a lot of, well, not, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of points for a college game. I mean, it was about 100 to 100, I guess. So, oh, well, was, and don't forget Tennessee. Tennessee was down. Uh, yeah, they were getting. That was a tail of two, tail of two halves. Because it was yeah, what they 40, were down. 40, 28 at the half, and then the second half, they, you know, 54, 42 the other way. So that's quite. They a were down eight. At one point, <laughs> they were down 18, but then they were able to come back and tie the game up to take it to overtime. So. You know, Tennessee, you, you got to say it, but, man, they battled. They battled. All these teams battled. Yeah. I think they were up 25 points against Iowa in that game against them. And they so they were just one of those teams <laughs> you could get up a lead or on them or a lead that they had that, like, 20 points wasn't safe, you know, either way. So, just... Yeah, definitely. We're going to talk a little more about Purdue here in a minute. Uh Next game, let's look at Virginia and Oregon. The Cavaliers able to get by the Ducks, but boy, they had to work for it. Fifty-three to forty-nine, the final. If I'm not mistaken. Oregon had a forty-five, forty-two lead with, you know, that uh, I, that game. I'm going to just be honest. Put me, put me to sleep. It did. <laughs> I had to get up the next. Uh, that's what it was when I went to bed. <laughs> and uh, well, when I woke I mean, up. And, it was Virginia, I mean, the way Virginia plays can kind of put you to sleep sometimes. Right, uh, that's that's just how they do it. <laughs> well, when's the – I mean, I, I don't keep – I'm not a big, big stats guy. But when's the last time you saw a college basketball team, game with uh, 13 free throws total? But, yeah, the way Tony Bennett's club played, they just – they really they slow the they can slow the game down again. You score fifty three and you win. So they're really good when it comes well, to yeah. defense. I, the I mean, shooting they was horrific. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. Oregon was seventeen of forty five from the field, and Virginia was twenty of fifty six. Like both teams were god awful. Until they played Purdue, nobody had got over what the highest point total they allowed. 
me see if I can find it here. They allowed 51 against Oklahoma, 56 from Garner Webb, Oregon 49. So until they played Purdue, 56 was the highest anybody had got on them, and that was Garner Webb. The account school of accountancy. <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, well, what here was like a game. Man. Here was a game that I was surprised by. Texas Tech 63, Michigan 44. Man, oh man, what happened, Tim, to your Wolverines? No, I, I told you. I, I told you uh, every game Michigan played. They don't. They didn't have the greatest offense, and Texas Tech just shut them down. That game, that was the least, uh, for me anyway, the least entertaining, and the, the game that wasn't even close. Uh, that score points. even was a bit. That score is even a bit flattering, I think you might say. Sixteen points in the first half, only twenty-eight points in the second half. As the route, Texas Tech goes on a route, and I normally don't like to pick the Big Twelve to do anything in the tournament, and I didn't this year, and Texas Tech has proved me wrong, but, man, Michigan struggled. What do you think, Jeff, what do you, whatever you saw this game? I, I was really – I could not believe that that happened. Uh, one of John Beeline's teams got beat like that, and I, I thought for sure with the experience they had from last year that uh, some of those guys had that they would have played a lot better, but they just laid a big egg. I mean, that's all there was to it. I, 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 I still – just explain, really. I don't. I don't know what happened, or I don't think. I'm really surprised the Big 12 team made the Final Four. I believe we discussed that a little bit before the. We didn't think that anybody, and really, if a Big 12 team did make it, we none of us thought it'd probably be Texas Tech, especially the way they got handled by WVU in the Big 12 tournament. So. Uh, yeah, and that anyways, was, maybe that they was... used that as a you know, hey, we got uh, crap together. I mean, for for a stat, uh, Michigan from three point land, one of nineteen. Wow, yeah, that's that's unheard of. Yeah, you, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna win too many games when you go one of nineteen from from anywhere, <laughs> let alone absolutely. let alone uh, three point land. So absolutely not. And and yes, Kate. I agree. You're, I agree, sir. He's letting yeah, it be known. That also is very true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's look at the next game as we move up here. Gonzaga <laughs> beat Florida State 72-58. to No surprise there. <laughs> Gonzaga cruised over the Seminoles. What do you think of this game? Uh, I was, like Tim said, I didn't um, – that was that well, was not a surprise, even though no. Florida State beat them last year, I believe in the uh, in the tournament. I can't believe. I think it was in the second round, maybe they beat uh, Gonzaga, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they game, uh, I guess, for Gonzaga. So Gonzaga's Florida got a State. really good team. Not a great team, but a really good team. Good, lots of vets. Been around. No panic. Yeah, they had a few guys that played that. Uh, Championship game against Carolina a couple of years ago from that. Yeah, so it shows. He had some experience. I felt Florida State had uh, a team that was just full of really like they were just a really good overall team, but they didn't have that go-to guy when things got tough. Like they didn't have that overall leader. They were just a deep team of of guys that were maybe like role players, and they all did their role well, but. When they needed a leader to step up against Gonzaga, they just didn't have it. 
No, no, no argument. Yeah. Well, let's move totally on. Agree. Next, <laughs> Cade's two cents as he throws in what he thinks. He was really upset. He really thought Florida State had it. <laughs> Michigan State beat LSU 80-63. to The Spartans handled the Tigers there in a game that I didn't think was very surprising. No, I don't, and I really don't know how LSU's. Uh, I don't know. If, I believe their coach was still suspended, right? They didn't. Did they allow? I don't think they allowed him to come back after the trouble he got in. No, but I mean, uh, and you look at and you look at their performance previous. I mean, they just got by Yale. They yeah. got even sneakier against Maryland. Can't really be that surprising. I mean, Michigan State was. They've been just they've been they've been playing the tournament right. They've just been getting better and better. Yeah. Some people think today this game today against Duke was for the national title. So we'll see. I mean, that's, there's still a lot of basketball to be played still. So, but. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, when we get to that, well, we'll talk about that when we get to that game because there's some there's yeah. I have some thoughts about that too. But anyway. All right. Well, the next game. In the last game in the Sweet 16 round, Virginia Tech and Duke, and, man, you want to talk about a close one. 75-76. You were the one that said that Duke may have some trouble with Virginia Tech, and they struggled mightily with the Hokies. Uh, I I actually picked Virginia Tech to upset them on my bracket. Uh, And I thought Virginia Tech – I really – you know, usually uh, people always say how Duke – gets a free ride to the Final Four. But let me tell you, this year, uh, they did not. I mean, every game well, they at the, the first round. Look at the teams the they played. They, they win by one for UCF. They win by two over Virginia Tech. They were in a, you know, they go down to Michigan State by one. Duke did not have the easiest road that everyone thought they had. Right. To be a number one, like we've talked what about. What are you talking that, about? They played um, a 16 and a nine. How much easier would you like it to be? That uh, nine tape was better than nine. They had a nine. Foot, seven foot six guy, for God's sake. Oh, big whoop. <laughs> He's seven well, he was six. Factor. Duke, there. Duke gets a gets a free. They don't necessarily get a free ride that way. They get a free ride in the seating end of things. They always get seated a little higher than they should be, and they always get to play near home. They never have to travel. It's ridiculous. I believe the 2010 year they won. I thought that they really got um, some, you know. I mean, I thought that was a really, really when you look at uh, was it that one? Treatment. You and I, Nate, we were we were looking at somewhere where there was one of the like one of the Florida teams was traveling across the country. I, I think it was Florida State. They had to go to the west. And we couldn't figure, yeah, and we couldn't figure out, and and why Michigan was in the West, and yet Duke is playing thirty miles from home yet again. They they really seem. To, I mean, maybe you get that because they're Duke. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. Well, obviously it's part they, of it. They were they were considered the overall number one seed for the tournament. And maybe and that that but comes they shouldn't in have been. They shouldn't have been though. That from for me as a was a goof. But I guess some. I mean, somebody's got to get it, but. I mean, somebody's got to There was really no team that stood out this year that you could give it to other than them, honestly, because 
they looked like they were on fire when they won the ACC tournament. They beat North Carolina, you know, when they were fully healthy. I mean, and the ACC was clearly the best conference in basketball this year. I mean, you couldn't give it to to Michigan State, even okay, though I think they if, needed to be one. If all games are considered equal, they're not. But they're supposed to be. I'll be right there. They're not. Okay, but they're supposed to be. You you cannot explain to me why Duke at twenty nine and five is gets high, seated higher than Virginia, who's twenty nine and three, and Gonzaga, who's thirty and three, and has a win over Duke. That's my that one. I don't understand. Well, Gonzaga couldn't even if Gonzaga wins their conference tournament. Gonzaga's the overall number one seed. I think we can agree there. If they don't lose to St. Mary's, they're the overall number one. But they did. Yeah. And showed later here in the tournament. But Gonzaga just wasn't as good. Now, the Duke game, I think Duke, to me, Duke-Michigan State was a matchup of two ones, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, because I thought, I thought Michigan State should have been a one over North Carolina. That was just my opinion. But they weren't. It, it, it just, the seeding becomes one thing, but Duke had some tough stretches. They did. Virginia Tech's a better team than what people give them credit for. UCF kind of played Duke perfectly, if that makes sense. They played them the way they, – they forced them to shoot, and that's how you beat them. And that was just the way it turned out. I don't think Duke had a walk this year at all. I don't think anybody had a walk this year to get to where they're at. Because every, every team teams. in this yeah. – most okay, of these teams in this – you, If you're going to justify them being the, the number one team in the country – it you there's no reason why they shouldn't make it to the third round, none. No, I agree they should have, but they didn't have an right. easy so, road. So, to well, no, but they, if they are actually the number one seeded or the the best team in the country, they shouldn't have lost today. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, and they were vulnerable. I, I thought I really do think they were kind of. Oh, it, you got to remember these. Guys, even though they're talented, they're freshmen too. They are. Uh, I mean, and that to me that played a role. That played a yeah. role. Well, there was there was quite a bit of talk. I don't know how much you watched the coverage after the game was over. There was quite a bit of talk that uh, if you really sit down and watch Duke play, and kind of remove the the hype of what's going on, but they're not really as good as they are on paper. Now, I'm not a big enough basketball guy to be able to say whether that's true or not. But particularly that some of their guys have got big uh, glaring holes in their games that were kind of covered up because it's, well, Duke, and they usually just win, right? Zion Williamson is as good as advertised. He is. Thank you, Kate. Well, and, and their argument RJ today was that he is on – offensively he is – but that he has got a lot of work to do to be uh, an NBA basketball player. Now, I'll take that for what it's worth. But R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish have had very disappointing years based on what they were talked and touted to be coming out of high school. R.J. Barrett was ranked higher than Zion Williams coming out of high school in terms of uh, player ranking. For I my nickel, the only yeah, the only guy on that team that can go and play in the NBA next year with any great amount of success is Williamson. The other two will not, unless their they're games gonna, improve they're gonna, a lot of it. High. They're going to get drafted oh, yeah. high. They're going to get drafted high, but what their impact is going to be is another story. Again, it takes three years to adapt 
We talked about that on Wednesday. And it'll be interesting to see how they adapt. Uh, but back to the – I know we got off a little bit, but the Nathan, one reason I felt like Virginia Tech would play them, they played them tough all year. Uh, they beat them. I mean, even though they didn't have Williamson, uh, Virginia Tech got their point guard back too. And uh, I felt like had they had him most of the year, they might have even been seated higher. And I felt like I felt like that was – that game was kind of unfair to both of them. I mean, I know you got to play everybody. has got to play eventually. But Virginia Tech and Duke meeting like that, that was uh, – I was going to be – t- I just figured that would be a tough well, game for Duke. And Virginia Tech doesn't get a lot of love either because they're in a conference where – I mean, they were 26-9 and nine this year. They weren't all that bad. But you never hear about them because, of you know, the other teams in that conference always get the attention. Well, I mean, when you have Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, yeah, all yeah, and admittedly, yeah, and rightfully so, probably even, but yeah, you know, they, they yeah, they just don't you don't hear a lot about them because I mean, I heard more about Louisville this year than I did about Virginia Tech. That that, that never made sense why Louisville had so much hype around them and Virginia Tech did not. I thought Virginia Tech was a, a very good team this year, and from what I saw from them, um, you know, they were. They were close. They nearly well, they, around the world. It, it, they didn't lose because they got beat. I mean, they they goofed. I mean, yeah, that game should have at play. least went to overtime. Yeah, that was a great out of bounds play, by the way. They uh, he just I think he just he, the way he shot or dropped it or whatever he did the the heel I think his name was uh, he acted like he only had two or three tenths. He had a full second. He could have well, called we were, it. Yeah, I mean, we were watching it. the game, and, and my other half, who's not a basketball, you know, she says, well, why is he in such a hurry? And I said, well, he only had – he had to make sure he got it out of his hands, but, I mean, the clock was right, is right in front of him. I mean, he <laughs> he should have known that he had all day, really. Yeah. And he, he didn't really shoot it. He kind of just pushed it back up there. I'm surprised that he didn't – he should have – he could have dunked it even. He had oh, yeah, time. yeah. I think he could yeah. have. Yeah, he had yeah time I think he had, I think he had time to do it. He just – he got rattled in the uh, – you know, maybe in the moment got him. And because they – they uh, yeah. that game second, definitely should have went to overtime. A second on the court, you got to remember there's a little bit of a human error because when the ball is, hits your hands, the clock doesn't automatically start. Right. Because right. there's got somebody press a button, and now, granted, it's going to be a couple tenths of a second, but you've got an opportunity. And well, basically, in your head, you're thinking, just get rid of the ball. I got to, I got to get the ball right. up. Because and you might, you might think that a hand. second is not very much time, but if you've ever played any kind of sports at any kind of level, it's an eternity if the you're the person the spotlight's shining on. I never played basketball, but I've played tons of hockey, and it was you, you, like you would think, well, what could possibly happen in a second? An awful lot, um, especially if you more than you think. The, more than you think, especially if you turn out to be the goat at the end of that play. Well, yeah, he definitely. Really, he really wasn't the goat, but I mean, he he. Like, I mean, in all seriousness, he should have made that. He should have made that. That that should have yeah. went to overtime, but. That's why they play uh, the games, and so be it. Kate, I completely is right. Uh, I completely bipartisan, agree with you. Bipartisan he, politics is definitely needed in America. He told me You're just okay. now that if you need a good attorney, then you need to contact <laughs> our lawyer, Stephen P. New. 
personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. That was a good idea, Cade. You're right. A good product placement time. All right. Well, that's the Sweet 16. We wrapped that up. Now let's look forward here to the games that took place yesterday and today. The Elite Eight, and boy, Elite it was. Every single game, wildly entertaining. Can we can we say that officially? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, let's Two look at games them. Today was the last possession, so. Yeah, I mean, crazy games. Yesterday we have Gonzaga, Texas Tech, and boy, what a great game that was as Texas Tech gets to their first Final Four, and there was just so many fantastic, fantastic plays in this game. Jarrett Culver looked great, 19 points for him, and Texas Tech is moving on. What did you guys think of this one? I watched this game last night, and I said, man, what a game. And Gonzaga, they were down, but you're right, Kate. They refused to go away. <laughs> you know, unfortunately for Gonzaga, they they cut. I think they cut. If I'm not mistaken, they cut the lead to maybe two points, seventy-one, sixty-nine. And the, I think the senior that had been there, you know, he was a fifth-year senior. You know, saying he had red shirt. I can't. Was his name Simpson? Maybe I can't remember his last name. Yeah, um, yeah. For Gonzaga, uh, he reached over the line. He got a technical foul. Uh, yeah, you know, that, was a, that was a foul killer. or anything there. That hurt. I mean, that was, obviously that was the game after that because we got two shots and the ball. So uh, that was yeah, unfortunate that, that, for him. You know. But you know what? That being said, and you're and you're absolutely right. It was very refreshing to see that call get made because that's a ballsy call. But I mean, it was 100 percent right. Yeah, he could have he he ignored that and just. Let it go. I've seen it. I have full marks for them for calling that. I like when they get it right, even though it hurts yeah. if you're you don't, yeah, you don't want team. to miss that call in a, in a tournament game. No. Those, those officials get graded, too. And something like that, he would you know, if Gonzaga would have came back and won, you know, that would have been looked at. I thought, uh, what's, speaking of that, what is your guys' opinion? I thought the refereeing has actually been pretty good overall. Uh, yeah. I have, you know, usually here's the thing with officials. I've always, you know, just from playing, if you don't ever, uh, I mean, if they're not, there's no complaints, they're doing a good job. They don't ever get patted on the back for anything. But if they're not, if there's no complaints, usually, I mean, obviously. Well, there hasn't been, 
there hasn't been any, or at least I don't recall any like blundering, you know, oh my God, I can't believe they missed that or didn't get that right. Or they've been doing a pretty good job of going back and looking at things and, and uh, making the changes if they've needed to, at least for what I've saw. Wait, 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 wait. I don't mean to interrupt. I really don't. However, ladies and gentlemen, It is Daddy! My daddy! Tom Robinson. Uh, it's actually it's actually Lou. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's an TR's in the house. So. TR's with us. TR, how's it going, buddy? Uh, Mama is recovering from the cataracts gone wrong operation. So her and my sister stopped in right at showtime, which uh, kind of delayed my groove. And, uh, yeah. and now I got to go get food, so. <laughs> I got I got a whopping ten minutes to talk. What are we talking about, Duke? Go on. Well, let's if you want to, we can, we can go right yeah, there. Yeah. We'll just go right there since you only got a few minutes. Duke, Michigan State. What's everybody's thoughts on it? We got Jeff in here. I hear you, buddy. We got Jeff in here with us as well. Tr. Hey, Jeff. How you been, buddy? Hey, hey, Tr. Pretty good. It's been a while. Right on. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I took the. You know, I, I'm, I'm now uh, exclusively in the palatial Clifton Heights estate temporarily, um, um, and I took uh, a TV, but I'm missing a piece. Um, what do they call those gimmicks that that, that uh, you HDMI plug cord? in? No, you plug it in to plug it in the wall for electricity reasons. Oh, uh, you mean a power cable? Uh, probably something of that nature, but I'm missing it. So I can't even watch TV, which is really suck ass, but I did manage to stream some of the game. And, uh, what do you say, man? I just, they beat them. Um, from what I saw. Yeah. And, Wild game. Anyway. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, what do you think on that? As we're just kind of bouncing around here talking, what do you think of the Duke Michigan state game? Well, I thought it was a excellent game between two heavyweight uh, programs and two heavyweight uh, Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, you know, uh, went back and forth about everything you could expect. And as when we said earlier, you, many people think that might have been the national championship game. Whoever won that game was going to win the. I mean, like I said, I know there's some games to be played still yet, and you know Texas Tech could have the game of their life, but against Michigan, you never know about these tournament games, but uh, I thought that uh, when Duke got up three, I thought, well, you know, they're going to pull away, but uh, Michigan, i tell you what, those timeouts that uh, that Michigan State called, uh, they had some nice plays. Uh, Izzo drew up some nice plays out of them. They got a... He's a wizard. They got an alley-oop play up. They cut the game to one, and then Duke came down and missed a shot, and then they he got down to half half court and he he called a timeout again and they drew up a play and got a three uh, open three point shot and it went in so uh, he uh, used <coughs> he was very uh, wise uh, 
using his timeouts and uh, using, you know, had some nice plays drawn up. And um, I felt I felt like, you know, I know we we're going to get to this in a moment about the the fouling situation and things like that, but um, you know, at the end of the game, being down down by two or being up by three or whatever, like Virginia was or uh, Purdue was on Virginia. Uh, but you know, who was it? Barrett that was at the line for Duke there at the end, and uh, he missed the first one, and then yeah, uh, made the second tried one. To miss the tried second to miss the second one. one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> tried to tried to rim it and didn't. Well, he did, but unsuccessfully. Um, yeah, I, w- but, I wish Ben Simmons would learn that technique. Just try to miss and start sticking him. Actually, actually, he's he don't have lately, to try. But, you know. <laughs> he doesn't have to try. But you're yeah. You were right. I kind of thought that maybe um, a little bit of inexperience maybe got would have kind of bit Duke there right in the last uh, forty fifty seconds. There was one. I wasn't quite sure what what where they weren't sure how many that they had a foul to give. They had many yeah, they fouls had, to uh, give, and they yeah, and they go, and they goofed that up. And yeah, then that's um, the bad thing of being down. Uh, you know, when you're down one point or whatever. Uh, and actually, the guy taking out the bounds from Michigan State, I can't remember what it was. He actually, they showed it just there for a second, but he winked to his left. And I know what that meant. That meant for his guy, one of the guys that he was going to try to get the ball to, 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 to cut up like to Duke's basket, but then cut back to their basket. And once he did that, uh, you know, they, he was able to get away around the clock or whatever. But yeah, well, they blew I think the, like we talked what is it? They blew the cover on the last inbound there. Duke blew their right, cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, totally, totally. Whoever it was, somebody lost the guy entirely, and that was yeah. Good. That's the but, one I was. But um, I, I talked about it earlier, and uh, Tim, you said uh, a bit. I think a bit of the freshmanitis, the inexperience uh, with the uh, with Duke or whatever, then being freshman down at the end, and maybe Michigan State's guys been there a while and. I really believe that in the last minute or two, two minute or two, that you know, Izzo out coached K. I really do with some of the timeouts he called and drew up the well, play. They had, they had at least three or four free throw attempts that should have went down and didn't, and that's the, that's the game. As much uh, as it, it doesn't doesn't sound like much in the moment, but it was ended up being the game. My buddy Big J posted the other day. He has three kids that are playing, you know, sports and whatnot. And uh, he says, if I go to practice and see these kids one more time practicing crossovers instead of foul shots, I'm going to blow my stack. It's like the fundamentals have been lost, and uh, you know, foul shots are important um, when you got guys that are 80 or 90. You can't just tack them up. You know what I mean? And uh, well, both, it's a shame. It's a shame. Both that teams don't. were horrible today. I mean, Michigan shot, uh, I think, thirty-three percent, and Duke shot uh, sixty-one for free throws, which is neither of which are very flattering. No. Um, and there, and there's a lot. Of, I, there's a lot to be said about uh, the free throw shooting again. Tr that, and that's been the whole tournament. I mean, how many games yeah. have been won and lost because of free throws, and not just this game. You see it all. I see it all the time. You know, you see a team that, um, you know, I'm, I call games down here in my area. 
I saw a team that could have went to the state tournaments if they could knock down free throws. I see teams that are full of talent, but if you foul them, they struggle. And, again, it, it comes down to, you know, being able to get on the highlight reels nice and all, but if you can't, if you can't make a free throw and you can't stay consistently in the 80 90% range on your free throws, there's a weakness there. Mm-hmm. And Fundamentals, baby. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. you can't beat those good basic fundamentals. Yeah, and, uh, you know, in, in case I lose topic, which I tend to do, uh, it seems in these games that Duke kind of just became fanboys of their own stud. And, like, Zion is a pro. He's just – he's a professional. I mean, the guy is incredible. And – it seems like they just all sit back and watch once he once he isolates, and uh, I think that's what kept a lot of the other teams in the game. I, it's like you know the top four recruits in the country, three of them don't really want to shoot. I mean Barrett to some extent, but he he dropped off a little bit under pressure, and uh, actually Reddish Reddish kind of came up through the season. He started off really bad, but. Um, but next level for sure. I can't wait to see Zion in the NBA. It's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Uh, obviously, consensus would say he's the number one overall pick, unless you're an idiot. Um, but it doesn't matter who it is. I know Nick fans are just drooling, dying to get that oh, first ping pong ball. I hope he doesn't go uh, to New York. <laughs> Jeff, you've got a little bit of love for the Knicks, don't you? Yeah, I have for a long time, but it's it's, it's been a struggle the last twenty years. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, with such great draft finals. picks as Frank Frank Nitzikalina and Ronaldo Balkman, I can understand how yeah. things would turn that way. But let me tell you, not to get off topic, but I'm going to get off topic. The New York Knicks have a absolute diamond in the rough stud in the making in Mitchell Robinson. I don't know if anybody's been keeping track on that kid. He has been killing it as a rim protector for New York this season. He's only going to get better. If they're able to land – yeah, TR and I both were in love with him during the draft. If if the Knicks land that number one pick and they add Zion Williamson, plus a free agent in the offseason, I'm telling you, they're going to be close. They're going to be close because I think Zion Williamson has – he has enough There's game no. to bring that Sorry, level of competition up. Zion Williamson, to me, clear consensus number one. Depending on where he goes, it's going to be interesting. There is no truth to the rumor that Mitchell Robinson is my first cousin. I had to answer a lot of tweets uh, this season. We are not related. Well, because I was going to say you were his father. Yeah, we <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find it. <laughs> I did, I did, I did, you know, go on the dark side for a little while. The woman was only five foot, so five foot one or so. We didn't crank out a seven footer. Bad, She's eh? four, four foot 13 inches. Yeah. Yeah. But are y'all gonna be on? I think he needs to be on. 
What is it? Uh, I'm sorry to jump. Let Jeff go. I, I didn't hear his point. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, just Zion, I think uh, defensively he needs to get better. Uh, obviously, offense, he, he, he's not going to have any problems with that. And just get, I think he could get in better playing shape. But um, but I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with once you know he gets uh, the defense team, yeah. if he does. His, his troubles might come if he has any. They might come from the mental side. Because he really hasn't played a, a great amount of basketball, really, if you really stop to get right down to it. You know, he's got some his development biggest, yet. His biggest issue is he is too muscular. He may need to lose a little muscle and go and cut. That's his biggest problem right now. Well, if he goes to a, if he goes a, to a team to have. that's got their act together, which I don't, you know, there I'm not sure about the Knicks off-court staff. But uh, a good team will take care of that. They'll put him on a. They'll give him a nutritionist and a, yeah, all that you're nonsense. Right. And you're right, Tim. He should come to Minnesota. I, I agree. Um, it would be a great combo there. But you know, the ping pong balls are not in our favor. Well, I'm gonna. I would like to see him go to Chicago. Man, that'd be something else to see. But uh, Tim, you, know, you were saying uh, LA. LA's got some ping pong balls in there too, which is, you know, magic might slide an extra couple balls in the uh, pot. If David, Stern, if David if David Stern was the commissioner, I would put money that the Lakers would win the lottery this year. But I, yeah. I like Adam Silver, so we'll see. Adam Silver pulls the Lakers out of that thing; he'll crush it and pull another ball. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Did you guys hear? I'm going to jump off and then maybe come back on in a few minutes. But uh, did you guys hear? Did you guys hear the? um, The I guess it's rumor right now, but uh, there was a problem with the big baller brand finances and. uh, Yeah, I did. Lonzo, I did. Lonzo and the kids. The kid covered up a strange. Yeah. He. uh, They got a strange from uh, from Lamar. Well, it's well, bound to happen sooner or later. I, I don't kids. think it was from LeVar. I, I don't think it was from LeVar. I think it was from one of the other owners. Um, let me – let me. Well, I, I just read that uh, Lonzo had his – I know he had his tattoo covered up. I saw that. $1.5 million was missing from a – allegedly fell on the hands of a family friend that was in their organization. But um, some, somehow the ball – Children um, had a falling out with Lavar. Well, from what according I to this, according to this, Lavar Ball says Big Baller Brand is alive, but they were bit by a snake. Says the brand is not folding despite the fact Lonzo covered up his BBB tattoo. Uh, Big Baller Brand, he appeared. <clears throat> the ga- the game is still definitely happening. Uh, they're going to promote the Big Baller Brand Amer- All American game, and he says he thought he wouldn't say if. He wouldn't say if one of his sons, whether it be Lonzo, LiAngelo, or Lamella, would be on hand for it. Uh, apparently, co-founder Alan Foster stole $1.5 million from Lonzo, and the Lakers star was pissed. And he was so mad that he covered up the tattoo. So, apparently, no, no. that is and the The story issue. from uh, Stephen A. Smith is that Lon- LeVar- uh, Lonzo Ball holds his father... 100% accountable. He yeah. runs the company. He's supposed to handle the finances. 
It was his friend, so he's the one who did it. He might as well have taken it himself if he didn't. According to, <laughs> according to this, so, this is a, hold on, let me read this quote. <laughs> LeVar Ball says, I'm not going to let one Rudy Pooh guy come in here and do something <laughs> bad. A Rudy Pooh candy face. Rudy Pooh. Alonzo Ball channels the rock. Oh man, thank you, Levar Ball, for existing. That's oh, all I can say. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna let some Rudy Pooh. <laughs> yeah, oh, been away a while. I might start using that again. Rudy Please Pooh. do. Gonna, that would make me so happy if you did. We're taking it back, Rudy Pooh. <laughs> Rudy Pooh returns, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, and how about Rudy Pooh, John Robinson? How about the change? In LeVar Ball since he starred in Roots. The views of Tom Robinson does not express ever so humble. For the younger, for the younger <laughs> listeners, that's LeVar Burton. I'm sorry. Get, get new on the phone. <laughs> we need to go right have a now. I think now we have a lawyer sponsoring the show. <laughs> Steven, we, we, we let Tom back on the show drop everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Rudy Poo, that made my night. Oh, goodness. Oh. But let's, let's get back to the tournament here and talk about that a little more. Tom, are you going to stick around with us for a few more minutes? I'm going to jump off and call you back when I get, get this done. All right. Do you think thanks for jumping off? <laughs> All right, you got it. <laughs> well, I think that might be a uh, that might be a uh, wide men can't jump record. Eight minutes on air and three lawsuits. Lamar <laughs> <laughs> Burton, good God! <laughs> well, we got the All right. uh, there was uh, two black <laughs> jokes. Rudy Pooh. I don't know what else he said. Rudy Pooh. Let's wow. uh, let's jump over to. Let's jump over to Auburn and Kentucky. That game took place today. Kentucky struggled, but they, they did get it to overtime, and Auburn was able to escape with the victory. What was your guys' thoughts on that game? Well, another back-and-forth game. Uh, I mean, it was pretty much it was good throughout the whole. Uh, I believe it was Auburn down maybe 10 or 11 early on, and then they battled back to Yeah. The lead and their point guard, what's his name? Uh, I think he was 11 for 11 at the line. You're all talking about foul shots, and how important was that? He was 11 for 11 today, oh. I believe. From the oh, line. big time, big time. So, I can't remember his name right off. So many guys you watch, you know, but uh, uh, Harper, yeah, Harper, yeah, he was 11. Oh. And we were talking about foul shots, how important, and uh, that is so. Uh, they, all, well, they lost one of the better players against Carolina. Uh, say, so they, there's another game. They were uh, they were 18 to 24, and Kentucky was uh, 12 to 21. So, seventy-five yeah, I mean, to about sixty. Yeah, you know, I mean, it just it, it it seems like such a small thing, but there's a you know there's eight points or well, nine points. That they really, there's no reason why you shouldn't get them. I mean, shooting free throws, if you're, I mean, okay, I say it, it doesn't look hard. 
if you're a professional basketball player, you should shoot what low 80s, uh, high 80s, low 90s. It shouldn't be that hard. I mean, uh, I agree. it shouldn't be. Yeah. It shouldn't be hard, especially especially when this is something that you see professionals do, and many of these guys are going to be professionals, and it's something that, that means a lot. Sometimes pressure can get to these guys, though. Like, I get that. So, but I do, too, but that is also part uh, and parcel of the game. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's anywhere where, I mean, even in high school, shooting a, a free throw, you know, you get people screaming. I mean, it, it's always a part of it. You got to learn how to how to deal. Yeah, you absolutely do, and it's part of it. So Auburn would move on in uh, probably uh, a team that nobody saw getting as far as they did, especially after losing the the guy with the ACL. Uh, that was big. That was big time, and that hurt. I didn't think they would get through Kentucky with that, but here they are. So well, some people Auburn thought moved- Kentucky was a little overrated too. I'm not going to say I was one of them, but there was a lot of talk when the tournament first started that that they really yeah. weren't that that they really weren't that good. Well, Tim, uh, you talk about Duke getting favorable seeds over the years, like maybe higher than what they maybe being a two is they have a three, and like you said, a lot of people thought like Kentucky maybe was yeah, uh, were they really could, a have, been, seed? could have been a three seed or you yeah, know. yeah, no no argument from me. Absolutely, now. I'm going to go ahead, go out on a limb and say, when we talk about this next game, we may be talking about, so far, the game of the tournament. Virginia and Purdue. What a ball game. It was a great game. I mean, you could, Duke-Michigan State was a great game. Uh, Virginia-Purdue, great game. I mean, there were, there's been some doozies. Duke-Virginia Tech was great, obviously, but Purdue-Tennessee was good. But, man, Virginia... Purdue, it may have been the best game so far in the tournament. Goes to overtime. Purdue falls to Virginia, 80-75. to What do you guys think of this? Uh, I thought like midway through the second half when they were, both sides were trading three-pointers, like when Guy was hitting threes and Webster was hitting threes for Purdue and um, Ty Jerome was hitting threes for Virginia. I mean, he just kept going back and forth. It was excellent to watch. You know, they even the announcers were in awe of the uh, of the, the shooting performance they were putting up. And really, it's it was only uh, right that that game you know end or that that it go to overtime. I thought and um, being up three points. And Purdue chose the foul. Of course, they're going to look back on it now and say, before the end of regulation, say, well, maybe we should have let Virginia or just play our best defense. Or, you know, if they get a three off and make it, we go to overtime, so be it. But uh, most of the time, the percentages are to foul and put them at the line. And hopefully, you know, usually the thing is they, they make a foul shot and then they have to miss the second one if they make the first one. Uh, and. You know, they, players now are so long and athletic, and uh, you hit the the ball off the rim so hard it comes back. You know, uh, they gave them a chance, and and even though the ball went past half court, 
more than five or six seconds left, and uh, the Virginia's coach was hoping that they were going to get it to Guy. The, the yeah. Three point, he wanted to uh, go for the win, but, but yeah, but he was kind of covered. He after looking at the replay, not like totally covered, but it would have been he yeah. would have had to put up a prayer. But that guy that threw that ball inside like that <laughs> and to get that shot off, that was unbelievable. <laughs> that, oh they yeah, were able to uh, the game. Di- Diaki, I believe is his name, or. Dakaiti, yeah, yeah. he catches the ball and just throws it up, and and that was a difficult shot. That's a thing a lot of people don't pay attention to. That was a tough shot, and it goes. And the fact that it went, that was kind of surprising to see it drop. But he made it, sent it to overtime. But man, I tell you what, we need to tip our caps to Carson Edwards from Purdue. My goodness, what a game that kid played! What a tournament yeah. he had. 42 points oh, yeah. he had in this he game. Did, but was... You could just go back. He lit it up the whole tournament. Against Tennessee, uh, he had 29, I believe, in the, the game before that. When they took on Villanova, he had a big game. He had 42 against Villanova. And then the first game, I believe he had 20, 20-some points as well. So he had a great, great tournament there for Purdue. Let me see how many he had against Old Dominion. I'm pretty sure it was 20, it might have been 25 or 26. Um, well, if my uh, internet will ever work here, here we go. 26 against Old Old Dominion, so not a bad tournament. 26, 42, 22, and 42. Edwards, he, man, uh, his draft stock shot up. Yeah, I was going to say, his his stock has gone up considerably. Uh, Absolutely. But it, but it does show, the uh, in the flip side of that, is why Purdue was never going to win the title because they got one. They got one gun. One dimension. And yeah, they got one gun, and even when it was firing, it wasn't enough. And I think uh, I would argue anyway that uh, Michigan State for sure is a better team than Virginia. I think anyway. And in fact, Auburn might even be a better team than Virginia at this point. That's going to be a good game, but. Um, I don't think Purdue matches up very well against the teams that were left. Um, when he uh, when uh, Edwards hit that bank three pointer, I just about fell over. I was like, everything he's put up's gone in. I mean, it was a hell of a performance. Yeah. He really. I mean, what are the chances that he duplicates that in the next game? <laughs> you know, with the the performances he's had in this tournament, I'd say pretty good. Well, there's a big difference though between 26 and 40 and 40 plus. You know, you'll see a whole lot of 40 to, plus games in the final. I mean, four. he he had two he had two in three games. So I mean, I'm not going to say that he can't. But yeah, but against who though? Who are the other ones against? What well, um, Tennessee, mean, right? Uh, I mean, I like. Yeah, don't I mean, get they, me wrong. They, they I, had Purdue, I had Purdue Tennessee? going quite, quite far. Um, in fact, I think I picked them to uh, – where the hell are we on here? Uh, I had them going to the – well, to where they went, I guess. And then they lost. Um, <laughs> Gee. I picked them to beat Tennessee. So, I guess they went as far as I had them going. And then I had Virginia going further. But um, – I mean, they were they. Play, I mean, it was a hell of a game. It was a great game. Uh, K 
She couldn't ask for any more in the in the excitement end of things, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. It was fantastic. And, and you know, this has been one of the more exciting tournaments. There was great games through every round. And hopefully this Final Four is memorable. Yeah, the, the, final, the, the final games have, have been pretty good the past couple of years. I know the shot Villanova hit hit to beat North Carolina. That that's a an all time moment. So that's I don't know if we'll get well, anything. No, like I mean, that. Has there actually been a colossal blowout this year? I'm not I mean, sure. Michigan, Michigan State beat Minnesota by twenty. And after that, I don't think there was even like the one sixteen matchups were not really that horrific. Right, well, um, Duke got all they want. Well, except for Gonzaga, Dickinson got the, <laughs> they beat them by thirty-eight. That was a pretty bad beating, but other yeah. that would be the worst one. After that, I don't. There's uh, well, Kentucky played a pretty good beating on uh, Abel Christian there, seventy-nine forty-four. That's thirty-five points, but those at least, I mean, I can kind of live with the one sixteen blowouts. But there, well, there wasn't been anything where you, I mean, short of the Michigan game. Really, that was the only game in the 16 that's been, that was in doubt. Or what wasn't in doubt, I mean. The rest of the games could have really went either way. A whole bunch of them, if you'd have flip-flopped them, you wouldn't have been, couldn't have said you were surprised. You know, if you went into the bracket tonight and, you know, flipped over some, some results, nobody would have looked at those and went, they were crazy. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Well, that's how you want it to be, right? You don't you don't want it to be where there's okay, you know, uh, there's four games today, and at least three of them are in no doubt as to who's going to win. Yeah, and the worst part, the worst thing I think in the tournament is, and this is just me, the worst thing in the tournament is whenever you run into all the one seeds of the final four. I hate that. <laughs> and well, it, the last. What is it? There needs to be at least one. I won't call them a dark horse, but like this year we got Auburn, and to some degree, I guess Texas Tech. Not quite as much, but we got two teams in there that I would have to say not too many people would have picked to get to where they're at, which adds an element to the games that you know. I every I'm not too many people don't like the underdog. Yeah. Once your fa- once your favorite is out, then you might want you know you may want to watch to see the underdog win. There was a a year I can't remember the year. I think it was the year Florida won their second title. Um, you remember that, Jeff? Um, Hold on here. I, I remember them winning. Yeah, uh, they beat Ohio State, State. I believe it was. Jeff forgets nothing. He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Jeff knows all. Uh, here, here was the year. San Anto- it was in San Antonio in 2008. There was a year where all the number one seeds made it. Kansas, Memphis, North Carolina, UCLA. All the ones were in the final four. Uh, that was, again, 2008. That happened. Right. Uh, I feel like there was another one, though. Not too long ago. 
Uh, I just I'm trying to find it here. Normally it I doesn't happen. It, it normally it, it doesn't. It happen. doesn't happen like, very often, but I know that was a year it happened. I feel like there was another year. I really thought that was the year that Florida won their second title that they all made it to the Final Four, but apparently not. Because I remember they won back to back titles there. Well, here's a little here's a little trivia. Since the tournament went to 64 games in 1985. Uh-huh. Number one, number one seeds have played 569 games, and they have won 80 percent of those games. Over, Pretty good overall, odds. overall in the championship game. Uh, blah blah blah. blah. No, since 1985, there have been 34 national championship games, meaning 68 spots. Of those spots, number one seeds have been in 32 of them. That's only 47%. And there's only been eight games that did not feature a number one seed. Well, there's a good that's chance not, there could be one. So that's not been, yeah. So we, I mean, that uh, 1989, Michigan beat Seton Hall, both threes. Uh, 1991, Duke beats uh, number two. Duke beats number three. Kansas. 1998, number two. Kentucky beats number three. Utah. 2003, number three. Syracuse beats number two. Kansas. 04, UConn beats Georgia Tech, being a two and a three seed. Uh, the only team that's ever won uh, the lowest seed to win is the number seven UConn in 2014, beat number eight Kentucky. Since they've switched, that was a wild year. <laughs> since they've switched to 64, and in 2011, number three UConn beat number eight Butler. So they get it right most of the time. We're still talking twos and threes. You know, there's no twelves in there anywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's been some twelves make it to the final four, like George Mason, and you know, there's been there's been a, quite a few twelves make it. And uh, as they say no on the one, flip side, seven you know, only seven times as a one play to one. Wow, that's that's surprising right there. Uh, and those are uh, ninety three North Carolina Michigan, ninety nine UConn Duke, two thousand and five North Carolina Illinois. 2007, Florida, Ohio State. 2008, Kansas-Memphis. 2015, Duke-Wisconsin. And last year, North Carolina and Gonzaga. Hmm. That's, pretty, that's pretty surprising, really. I yeah, it, it really is. Huh. It really is. Well, now, I, I do now have... that we fed that into the Jeff 2000, Jeff, could you tell us who's going to win the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 2000 what? No, well, I said now that we fed that information into the Jeff 2000, who's going to win the <laughs> 2019 title? Now that you've been armed with all that information, should be able to guess. Well, I guess a one won't. I guess a one won't be playing a one, will they? No, I'm still taking Can't Michigan happen. State. I think Michigan State's the team to beat right now. Yeah, I think the well, we, I believe I mean, it'll be all, in Virginia, and it'll be a close game. We we all put our faith, or not all of us, the vast majority of people said Duke was going to win. So I guess if you're going to take that logic, I guess you almost have to say that Michigan State should be the odds-on favorite to win now. 
Yeah, you would assume that. You all know how many uh, turnovers Duke had today? How many? Seventeen. I was going to say a lot for them. I'm going to, I was going to say. <laughs> I wouldn't have said seventeen, uh, but had seven. Here, here you guys go. Here's your stat. Point zero four percent of ESPN brackets predicted the correct Final Four. Oh, uh, that, I'm even surprised that that it's even that many. 7,928 brackets out of 17.2 million entries got the right Final Four. Wow. That's insane. Uh, I'm like so, that him. I'm so, surprised that many got it. Yeah, I mean, that, especially with Auburn being in there, because a lot of people didn't have a lot of faith in Auburn to get there. And a big 12. Apparently there were 7,000 people that did, and not having to do in there. thought a big 12 team would have made it, you know. Well, yeah, you probably huh? got. I would imagine that that probably comes down to alumni, and or you know, or big fans because I don't know. You know, in all seriousness, I can't really say that I ever would have picked Auburn to make it to the Final Four. But if I'd have went to school there, I might have. Maybe. So here's the real question. The. <laughs> At this, it's official now. LeBron James has been shut down for the rest of the regular season. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Zion Williamson is no longer in the NCAA tournament. Will not be in the Final Four. What in the blue hell is ESPN going to talk about now? <laughs> well, they'll, they'll they'll hitch their wagon to. Uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bryce Harper hit a home run the other day, and you would have thought he yeah. was the first guy to ever hit one. So, <laughs> well, they're on TV right now. The Phillies are on ESPN. Yeah, I was going to say they'll they'll latch onto a baseball story, and or until yeah. something happens in the uh, once the NBA playoffs get started. If uh, it's kind of a bad period for him, you're right, Nathan. It's kind yeah, of I mean, it is a dead. I mean, think about it. The Golden Goose Zion Williamson doesn't make it to the Final Four. Zion Williamson is the, probably the first player in NCAA history to have his own camera crew following him around because they they just want a camera on him. That's how well, big of a money player this guy is. Yeah, LeBron there's, there's James no... isn't going to be in the LeBron's not going to be in the NBA playoffs. And there is ESPN. no real NBA playoff story right now either. There's nobody. I mean, they're going to talk about the Warriors, James Harden, and. Well, I'm even talking though about like somebody getting somebody getting in or not getting in. That's almost all pretty much been settled too. It's not uh, really the East, the East has still got a, a few, but yeah, but I it's mean, not involving anybody of, that anybody cares about. The only you thing know? I can think of is ESPN is going to stretch out a story of getting Duke or who's going to draft Zion Williamson. Who's it going to be? That's that's why everyone's going to be. Coming this fall on ESPN, the decision about the decision. <laughs> Just makes you think sometimes. So I'm sure oh, they'll, they'll, they'll get on. Um, they'll start looking at. Uh, we'll start to hear the theories on why they shut them down. Then the conspiracy theories will start about did they shut him down because he's hurt? Did they shut him down? to save him having to deal with playing in meaningless games and having to talk to the press and try to explain why they aren't in the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
Which I haven't really heard. Why did they shut him down? Has he heard? I uh, still got to read a little more into it. Probably going to talk about that on Wednesday. Um, but for now, we I haven't up. really heard. I haven't really heard right now, so we'll have to wait and see. But it Joe, takes, it I, takes I, the it, shine off of him, right? He's, if he's not playing, they won't talk about him. And the Lakers lose him. becomes that. Bull. No, but the, the press won't now because he's not there. They'll only bull. say that he's not there. Then the narrative is going to become, well, if he hadn't have been hurt, they would have made the playoffs. Which you might I'm not be able you guys, to make that argument. If the Lakers win, if the Lakers win the lottery, the NBA oh, draft yeah. lottery, oh my God! Look, ESPN, ESPN, well, and forgive my language, folks out there. ESPN will nut all over the place. <laughs> oh, they'll have to open up. A, they'll have to open up a new division. Either that or if the Knicks win the lottery, because ESPN has been dying for somebody from New York to be relevant for years. I mean, uh, because ESPN, nobody in New York has been relevant. Yeah, ESPN Maybe purchases TMZ and puts the entire staff on the LeBron story. <laughs> if, can you hear it now? Brian Whitehorst has heart attack as Zion Williamson drafted <laughs> by Lakers. Can't cover that much LeBron and Zion. Oh man, no, that yeah. They actually, to be honest, the league really—if the league had any brains at all—and that's, I guess, open to for debate—they um, can't want that to happen. <laughs> they well, need they they need him to go to a franchise that has nothing and make something out of one. Well, the Knicks. <laughs> Well, fair enough. The Knicks, the Bulls, the Phoenix Suns. There's a few teams out there that need need somebody. Now, of those, I suppose if they had their their druthers, I guess the media capital of the world is probably the best place for them to go in that sense. Yeah. Um. And to and to be quite honest, I'm not a Nick hater. I just have to laugh at their. It's kind of like the Cleveland Browns. I just have to laugh at their ineptitude as they can shoot themselves in the foot half the time. But it might be good for the NBA to have a team in New York that wasn't such a disgrace. Well, we've just insulted the entire city of New York. and uh... <laughs> Well, I mean, I always have to look at it from the east-west graphic, from that optic. What could be better than if the Lakers are good, the Golden State is good, and the Knicks are good? And you can get those games... You know, Christmas, boy, the Lakers against the Knicks on Christmas Day, if both teams are good. Well, don't worry. The Knicks are going to play on Christmas Day. They always do. Yeah, but but much better if the game is actually worth watching when you don't have to drown yourself in eggnog to stomach it. Here's a question for you. Who's going to be the coach of the Lakers next year? Well, I can tell you who it won't be. <laughs> I can narrow down who it ain't going to be. That's Luke yeah. Walton. I think yeah. Ty, Ty Lee's got a better chance of being the coach of the Lakers. There's, oh, there's, yeah. rumors, there's rumors that Jason Kidd is the guy that uh, yeah. everyone's talking about. I mean, I guess you go ask LeBron. He'd probably tell you. Right. Well, yeah. he's on the sidelines right now planning, so we'll see what happens. LeBron, yeah, they, LeBron I thought they'd be. What were, what were they at the All-Star break? Like the, weren't they a three or four seed in the West at the time? No, no, no not a break. 
No, they they, they struggled pretty good though for a while. They were, they, were the, they were in the playoffs for a while though. Well, LeBron got hurt at Christmas, and that just kind of ended it. And then they traded uh, Zubak at the trade deadline for some reason, and uh, that's well, been kind of gearing up for that big that big uh, trade that never happened. Yeah, I mean they they thought they were going to get Anthony Davis. That never happened. Um, it's just been a mess, man. The Lakers are a mess right now. Magic just can't seem to get what he wants figured out. And now <laughs> he's afraid. He's afraid to make the trade with Boston that somehow Danny Ainge will screw him out of everyone on the roster. You definitely and don't want to be with Danny Ainge. <laughs> but How the hell again, did LeBron's name get on here? <laughs> we, tra- we traded away LeBron. What the hell? But I, I just got this feeling that we're going to be looking at there's something fishy is going to happen with this NBA draft, and the entire NBA is going to change. Well, what um, you might I, see, Nate, is you might see whoever gets the pick, who should never trade that pick, by the way, trades it to the Lakers. Maybe. But, I, I, again, with a franchise player on his way out, a guy who's going to change the look of your franchise, I just, Oh, you I can know. find an owner that's dumb enough to, well, well, look, we'll give you Ball, we'll give you Kuzma, <laughs> we'll give you this guy, we'll give you a pile of money. Oh, you got guys who can come in and play right away and make your franchise at least half decent. Williamson by himself isn't going to win you the title, blah, 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 blah. And, oh, by the that's way, like Glenn Taylor. Yeah, I'm, my name is Magic Johnson. Did I mention that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got Col- I, I know Kobe like Bryant. And... Kind of sounds like Glenn Taylor, something he would do. He's like, oh, well, well, okay. There are teams that, that don't care. I mean, there are owners who do not care about winning. Yeah, that's for sure. And they will be more than half, you know, if the price is even half decent, then they'll go out there on national television and lie through their teeth. Well, I thought this was what was better for the team, and we didn't think we were in a window to win right away anyway, so he really probably wasn't going to help us. And, you know, I, yeah, you can spin that narrative however you want to. So I would be I would be more worried about that happening than them actually getting the pick themselves. Yeah, I mean. That's a hockey move. That happens in hockey all the time, where they offer the guys a, a bundle of players. And it looks decent on paper, but like I said, you should never a consensus number one pick. You don't trade away. You don't do it. You don't. You don't trade away a guy who's got the potential to change your franchise. There's no way that that can't not help your team, regardless of what you have. Yeah, true. I mean, I agree, hundred percent. So, Jeff, let me ask you this: You've watched. uh, My God, Tim. But, what happened? Oh, did that? Oh, I moved the I moved the coffee table that the computer's on. I have headphones on. I can't hear any anything. I must <laughs> I was have, wondering what that was. Uh, might have been might have been me, but I don't think so. I'm kind of right. old. I do make I do make some noises that I don't know are me on occasion, but <laughs> you're fine. What do you think, Jeff, in terms of Ja Moran? What what are your what are your thoughts on him? He shot up a lot of people's draft boards with his performance here. Lately, guard from Murray uh, State. Oh yeah, uh, I I think I mean it's pretty safe to say he's going to be a top five pick. Would you say? 
Some places have him going too. Well, um, I well, mean, honestly, if, if, if the Knicks could that, get Williamson, I'd be okay with that. Who you got in the top five? If that's your your thinking, who are your? Well, I mean, well, you got three well, Duke guys. And, I'll be honest. Do you think those I'll be honest. guys right are going to go as high as they were going right to go now after it's this? Impossible. Right, right now, picking a top five would be really, really hard unless you really looked at it. I would have Barrett in my top five. I would not have Cam Reddish in my top five. I think John Morant is, is a top five pick. You just don't know. I mean, and you don't know who's I mean, coming out. Williamson definitely is a one. Oh, uh, yeah. I Barrett, mean, that, that, okay, yeah. that's a no-brainer. Barrett didn't. I don't think he helped his status a whole lot, but he didn't hurt it either. No. Um, Again, the other guy from if, the other guy from you, Duke did not help his cause. If you look at the season Williamson had, there's not enough basketball for all three of those guys to go to their full potential. No. Williamson was just the guy who took over. Williamson just cemented himself as number one. Barrett didn't have a bad year. Reddish got better as the year went along. Both are going to be good players. Do I think they're going to make the impact Zion's going to make? No. Jean Morant was a guy who could make make a difference scoring the ball. He kind of reminds me of Damian Lillard. He can pass. He can shoot. He can do a little bit of everything. And he's just so slender and quick. And where he goes to the, the smaller school, nobody really knows who he is. Just a good player. And, well, hold on a second. The man, the myth, he has returned. Yo, yo, yo. Um, what are you talking about, Ja? Ja Morant, yeah, I really like I really like Ja. Yeah, he's a super talent. He's just weird looking though. <laughs> well, so was, so, so was Sam Cassell. He did okay for himself. <laughs> I don't know. I was, you know, checking him out and he's just it's I mean, not you would have when to we say get that there. Edward, Edwards would have to be, I don't know about top five, but he had to have shot up the chart quite a distance with his performance. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I like Edward. Let me tell you a guy that, that's probably not going to get drafted, and it's just because he's a four-year player, and that's Winston from Michigan State. I think that dude, he's going to get drafted in the second round, and somebody's going to get a steal because this kid's developed, and he can help you win and play right now. He's a good player. That's I really so, like Michigan State. I mean, it was this. This is some of the logic that I mean that never gets used or should get used. My old lady who follows basketball and all, and Duke loses, and they're all you know on the ground crying, and she's like, well, "Okay, they lost, but what is the big? You know, aren't these guys in college? Why don't they come back next year?" And I said, you know, that's a that's a damn good question because they probably, short of Williamson, probably should. Wouldn't hurt any well, of those guys to play another year of college basketball. Here, here is our way too early. Shouldn't even look at it. Mock draft. Okay, and this is based on, I guess, how this person predicts the ping pong balls are going to fall. If you're going to look at that, we'll go ahead and look at it. Looking at this, we've got number one, New York Knicks, Zion Williamson. Number two, Absolutely. Phoenix Suns, Jean Morant. Fair enough. Okay, number three, Cleveland Cavaliers, R.J. Barrett. 
Number four, Chicago Bulls, Raul Hachimura from Gonzaga. He's a good player. Uh, number five, Atlanta Hawks, Colby White, or Kobe White from North Carolina. Also remember, the Atlanta Hawks own two lottery picks this year. They not only have their lottery pick, but they also are going to have the Dallas Mavericks as a lottery pick. Number six, Atlanta Hawks again, DeAndre Hunter from Virginia. Washington, Nazir Little from North Carolina. Memphis, Cam Reddish from Duke. At eight, at nine, Bruno Fernando from Maryland. Ten, the Lakers, uh, Nicole Alexander from Virginia Tech. Eleven, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Jarrett Culver from Texas Tech, which I would in no way, shape, or form be upset about. Uh, Keldon Johnson at 12 to my to Charlotte, Miami, Jackson Hayes out of Kentucky, and then Boston, uh, who owns who is going to get a lottery pick this year for some reason. Uh, it escapes me why they're getting it right now. Um, because Danny they, Ainge is a genius. I think they're getting it off of Sacramento or something. But uh, KZ Akpala from Stanford. So that that right there is your yeah. way too early to even predict. Lot, that, those are the lottery picks right now. Uh, and then there's some names here you may recognize further down the line, like Nas Reed uh, getting drafted there. I mean, there, there's some player, Bol Bol from Oregon, who had to miss. If Imagine if Oregon could have kept him healthy. I mean, how dominant could they have been? They have that guy going to San Antonio. That would be scary, put him in there next to those, those guys. So, again, a lot of players still to come out. We may some we may see some we won't may not see Trey Jones, who's Tyus Jones's brother out of Duke. He's predicted to go somewhere in the second round. So again, you never know who who's going to go where. But again, Trey Jones too early. He needs a lot of work. He does. <clears throat> Tyus did too. Tyus needed a lot of work as well, and I thought Tyus has developed into a decent little guard. So maybe it's just because he's on my team, but you know he's no Rudy Pooh. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, did you guys uh, happen to talk about? I know this is a basketball, but the passing of uh, Terry Funk's wife, Vicky. No, we, we have not. Uh, we have not. Yeah, uh, by coincidence, last week I was watching Beyond the Mat, and that kind of shows how tight they were and the whole family. And I can imagine he's he's pretty beat up right now because uh, they've been together for a long, long time. I, I, I didn't have a lot of experience. I met her. I had the fortunate, the good fortune, I should say, of having dinner when I was with my daughter's mother, the two of us, Dory, Terry, Marty, and Vicky, three couples, and... Big Hoss, a guy named Gary who worked as the mystery man, <clears throat> uh, Monster Factory guy. Uh, Dory got him an All Japan tour. Um, I think he's passed on. I don't want to. I don't know. He was about 400 pounds, but I, I don't recall him being alive anymore. But if you are Gary, sorry. But yeah, I had dinner with the Funks, and uh, that was like a highlight of my life. Um, I played it off like we were just three couples and and a fifth wheel, but or seventh wheel, I should say. But uh, you know, uh, R.I.P. to 
a good woman from every indication and every opinion. And hopefully, uh, hopefully the Funker gets through it. Yeah. Yeah, we do want to send our condolences to uh, Terry Funk and his family. That is a very tough he time. Hasn't, he hasn't been doing very well lately, has he? His health has no. taken a couple of bad turns from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's getting up there in years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Never good. Yeah. Yeah. Not like Terry listens, but if anybody could pass it along that does, deep condolences. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, you know, not to, to, to get off of a sad note, but I, a note I felt we needed to bring up there. Um, you know, guys, the to switch gears here, we talked NCAA for nearly two hours. Um, but I do want to bring up the NFL draft. It's right around the corner. and Oh, fuck that. <laughs> I gotta you get know, Thomas Bain again. Why so negative, Tom Robinson? Because I know about three players, and Nate'll be Nate'll be pulling out fucking Eric Rodamute from fucking San Diego State, an outside linebacker will go in the, in the 80th round. He weighs he's six foot seven and three quarter inches, and weighs two hundred forty two and three eighths of a pound. Uh, Don't you guys read the that. scouting report? On, but but I know he I know, wore, I know Jeff, number you sir have been fucking Nate Kuyper. Jeff, you you have been you have been the kind of guy who who likes to do those mock drafts. You and I have competed, have done a few, and uh, I actually watch try to watch the draft with Jeff every year. Uh, usually yeah, go to his house, to and we that perhaps that's why you know so much about the draft. Well, I'm not. No has Jeff been uh, has Jeff been riding shotgun for you during this drafting <laughs> process? Believe it or not, he has, believe it or not, no, he has not. Provided you with uh, Jeff's notes, as it were. No, <laughs> I do my own notes. That's why they're always uh, wrong. Uh huh. <laughs> well, Colorado's probably going first. Well, after right? after Thomas Bain's basketball bracket, I hope he does better in the draft. He didn't do yeah, that either. Oh, he, he had a horrific uh, bracket. He must have. I wonder. I, I I almost want to ask him if he like if he goofed when he filled it out. <laughs> well, for you him, insult, I mean, he no, insult you like he does PR. I'm being deadly serious. I mean, this guy. I mean, we've done all kinds of shows with him and talked to him on several occasions. No dummy. For him to miss that badly oh, oh. in his bracket was kind of surprising. Well, TR, you're gonna you're sixtieth at the moment, but you do have the ability to move up if I believe if Virginia were to win, TR, you would move up a little bit. Uh but right now you're sixtieth. Thomas Bain sits sixty ninth right now. Uh and he has potential to move up a little bit as well if Virginia does, in fact, win, so we'll see on that. But, uh, Tim, I believe you actually, of the three of us here on the show, you actually finished with the best bracket uh, so boys, far. That, that, that should tell you something, boys, because I'm not supposed <laughs> to be the, ex- the expert, <laughs> and I'm not. It was well, a rough year. Uh, it, was a, 
it was a rough year. I think a lot of people took a beating in the brackets. You can't you can't blame anybody for having a bad bracket this year. But with the oh, yeah, draft around the corner, I do want to invite Jeff if uh, a few weeks. I'm going to assume we're going to shoot for a Sunday again. Would that be okay with you guys? Around the same time, probably about 8 p.m.? Well, we might have to change the format a little bit. It's oh, actually, that's long... a, that, may be, that may be a bad day because that is Easter Sunday. That took a long time last year. And it you did. Had to have been, you had to have been a – a hardcore fan of this show to listen for what three and a half hours of NFL draft. Oh, it was mm-hmm. fun. Don't even act like it wasn't. <laughs> oh, it was fun <laughs> for me, but it was it was a long time to to do. So we might have to figure out but, a better uh, way to do it. We may we'll we'll try and do it. If not if not on the 14th, we'll aim for the 21st, and I'll see if we can get Thomas Bain on. Uh, what we'll do, and we'll we'll try to keep it as quick as we can, and try to keep it within two to three hours. But uh, Jeff, you're welcome oh, gosh, to. Guys. I'm sorry. Breaking news: Bryce Harper just hit a home run. Oh my <laughs> God! Jeff, did it go all the way over the fence this time? Oh, this one cleared it pretty good. <laughs> oh, only Bryce Harper can hit home runs. A million dollars. Give that man a contract. Oh, wait a minute. We're gonna sweep. I'm going to pretend uh, I like baseball again this summer. I don't know. He's, Sorry. A, he's a good Sorry, player. David. Too much, too much yeah. money, though. Way too much money. Yeah. Um, there, you know, obviously you're living in the market uh, of the said player and said team. Um. Their lineup is fucking stacked, man. Unless, yeah. unless I misjudge the, and you'd be a better judge of that, Tom. Unless I misjudge the amount of merch they might be able to move with his name on it. Because um, that's where the uh, that's where the money is. Their cut of what he they get from shirts and hats and all that shit, that adds up. Oh, he's he's gonna, you know, he's Philly's favorite son right now, even though. It was a it was a bigger story than it needed to be. There were a couple knuckleheads booed him when he struck out the opening day, but um, forty six thousand people were there and like five booed. But you know they're always going to be around here, um, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, but yeah, if uh, if they stay healthy and can get some pitch and maybe get a left hander at the deadline or something. Uh, I know Nate's boiling now. I'm talking baseball, but uh, but yeah, they can. I, took, I, I just took my headphones off and turned my mic off. That's all. Nah, you know, obviously, it's, it's, there's excitement here in the city I'm of Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, that's a big. I mean, that's a big sports story for a lot of reasons. Um, the money, one of them. I like to try to tie it into the gambling end of things. There's a there's an angle there that nobody's really looked at real hard yet, but I think it probably exists. I mean, I wonder if there was a if there was a bet on how long it would take him to hit his first dinger and all that kind of nonsense. I'm sure there was. Um, it's become part of the mainstream. All that stuff that most people didn't really stop to think about. 
Well, Jeff's a Yankee fan, so give him a hard time. No. Oh, uh, oh I hate I the don't Yankees. like the Yankees. I think it's Don't you lie to me. Don't you lie to me. No, I'm a Cardinal. I thought you were a Yankee fan. No, no. Well, that's that's my brother. Uh, that's my brother. The Cardinals than the Cincinnati Reds, I guess. Hey, Cardinals. I don't like the squad. I don't like the Reds either. So, (laughs) Cardinals got Goldschmidt now, right? Oh yeah, he's been tearing it up. They've they've needed a big bat in the middle of the lineup Uh, for a couple years. They finally got one. Somebody in the off, uh, front office finally said, "Hey, we need a big bat." And uh, yeah, I think they should be a little bit more competitive this year. It's funny how that works, eh? What the what the fan base has been screaming for for seven years, and the management finally figures out eight years later. Right. Yeah, it's been pretty frustrating. But... It is. It is so bizarre to me how guys getting paid probably millions of dollars, and you know, I, we just don't know what the trouble is with the team. You need a big bat five years later. Well, after looking at the team, we uh, <laughs> I think we needed a big bat. I think it's going to really help. How's Greg Maddox yeah. doing this season? Still getting the outside yeah. strike. Yeah, Greg his ball still Go ahead. <laughs> has 18 gold gloves. <laughs> yeah, he was a player. His ball tails, but it's on the golf course now, unfortunately. Actually, there was a uh, – he did one of those ESPN um, uh, where they dress him up as somebody else. Uh-huh. And he went, yeah, out, and he went out there and pitched for – I can't remember who he was pitching to. He can still hook that curve. That guy couldn't touch him. <laughs> he was dressed up as a cameraman, I believe. That's, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. But, uh, yeah, they got him. Madden coach got hurt, and – I think it was Bryce Harper, actually. It might have even been Bryce Harper. I think it was. He was throwing in curves. He's like, who is this guy? He said, one more. And he kept going, one more. And he he couldn't touch him. Maddox had played for like like five or six years by that point since he'd thrown even probably. Greg Maddox looks like like a car salesman. So if he sold me a car, I would just like talk to him. I would never know that he's probably – one of the best pitchers that ever lived. Well, yeah, there's nothing about him physically that really strikes you as, you know, holy cow, look at the size of that guy or anything like that. Yeah, he's a regular, regular looking dude. Before he could pitch. I mean, if you look at that, if you look at that Braves pitching lineup, it was Maddox, Glavin, I believe they had uh, John Millwood, Kevin Millwood, and John Smoltz was the closer. How did they not he win more? For a while. Like how? Yeah, he did start. They had John Rocker, who loved New York, by the way. Uh, uh, but how? Yeah. They had and, and then like the lineup, they had like Andrew Jones at center, Chipper Jones playing third. You can't uh, and the name John Rocker cannot be spoken as he's in legal trouble. He's always in legal trouble. Oh no! But this time he's in legal trouble for something a little more nasty. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I just remember, I remember him being a relief pitcher for that Braves team, and that right. Braves pitching staff. How do you not? How do you not win more than one World Series with Greg Maddox and, and just, Tom Glavin? Uh, That's ridiculous. Well, what they were there. I mean, they 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 ran into a juggernaut once against the Blue Jays. 
when the Blue Jays were yeah. basically unbeatable there for two or yeah, three they, years. Yeah, they had a lot of Hall of Famers on they, the team. They, yeah, they had a superb team. I'm trying to think of who else they lost to. They lost the Yankees twice. Okay, well, and the Yankees were never a, slou- a slouch in the, in the 80s and 90s. They so, lost to the uh, Twins. They lost to the Twins uh, one year. They lost to the Blue Jays. So, they lost to Lenny Dykstra and the Phillies, Kurt Schilling, and uh, one year in the that was the year that, that Toronto beat Toronto here. Yeah, Toronto won about ninety three Phillies. Yeah. The ones that Joe Carter ruined. Uh yeah. at home they run. had they had everything they needed except that Mitch Williams and I love Mitch Williams, don't get me wrong, was not really anywhere near as good as they thought he was. And he got his arm got soft there by the end of the season, and he was just—he couldn't throw it hard enough anymore to not be hittable. And they had nobody else to throw out there, and he got lit up. Poor guy. I'm gonna—I'm gonna take a little left turn, but it's sort of on topic. Lenny Dykstra has had his ups and downs with uh, substances and mental health and so forth. I don't know if you guys listen to Howard Stern anymore, but. Um, I think it was last year. I think it was a 17 or 18. He was a popular guest on there, and he had he had Lenny Dykstra doing sound bites about eating Robin's pussy. Oh, <laughs> Robin quivers, that is. Yeah, um, I figured that, but still. But hilarious, hilarious audio. Audio, if you can pull it. What up. does uh, uh, speaking of that sort of thing, that horrible tie together, but. What does anybody know about this Christian Porzingis story and sexual assault? And is that all still on the hearsay? He said, she said realm, or is there more going the on? Day he, the day he supposedly did that was the same day he tore his ACL. So uh, I'm not buying it. Maybe that's how he tore his ACL. Uh, I mean, I uh, I know somebody who got a meniscus tear from sex, legit. But uh, I hope it's not you know, true for basketball's sake. That's all I'm trying to get at. They don't need the scandal. You know, my 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 gut instinct is that it's a false claim. You know, just from the way I am. But even even more so, I don't know the the detailed uh, allegations. But a guy seven fucking foot four, I just can't even picture that. Uh, that type of thing going on. It's, mm. uh, I don't know. <laughs> In the words of Bill Burr, you should never hurt a woman, but that doesn't mean there aren't reasons to. <laughs> yeah. I don't Boy, know. Boy, this show took a dark turn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that's right on the money. I mean, you don't, I mean, there's no real reason not to rob a bank. You just don't, right? Uh, jail time, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, because it's wrong, but we all know it is. Oh, it is wrong. Not, that doesn't mean there aren't reasons. You might not have a good reason to rob a bank. You're poor and you need money and somebody's not eating at home. There might be a reason to steal, but you still don't do it. But they suggest that specifically the women part that there's just no reason you should ever hit a woman. Sure there is. There's lots of them. You just don't do it. They're annoying. They, they could be just as annoying as anybody else. I'm not going to. Com- uh, I'm not going to comment on this, but I will say 
The yeah, gentleman, I am. Gentlemen, you are what you eat. You are. We are close to out of time here. When you're a so, taco. Yes. Okay. Whatever. Which is which is close anyway. I guess. <laughs> exactly. Same thing. Yeah, chicken fillet <laughs> sandwich, Nathan Bush. Good. <laughs> I'll take that too. Where's Cade? I'd rather talk to Cade than you right now. I think. Cade has went downstairs. His mother said he was being too noisy. So. Oh, he was he was talking some clear sense though to me there earlier. <laughs> he was laying it down. <laughs> but guys, we're getting close to the end of the time here. Jeff, thank you for coming on and talking some NCAA hoops with us. Glad you could make it on here. No problem. Been fun. And the return of TR, man. Great to have yeah, TR Tom, back we, tonight. Tom, you and I have got to get on the air together so that I can get out some of my politically incorrect feelings in the presence of someone who shares them with me. Yeah, no problem. I, uh, you know, I, I, I peek at the news, not as often as I used to, but, uh, I think right. there'll be a lot more of that now. There should be there. Yeah, there's absolutely. always some, it's, it's always around. Well, and just for that, we'll be back. I know the show Wednesday is on and who knows what else is going to pop up now. The three amigos are back, and our boy Jeff, the man, and we're going to have a good time, man. Widebean Can't Jump still rolling. Keep checking on WideBeanCan'tJump.com. We've got we got to get some more. We're going to get some more writings up soon, and I have every intention. Yeah, I got to get our women's shirts. Our women's shirts are available. I got to get them up on the store. You can pick those up soon. In the, in uh, regards to that, Nate, my son says to tell you that if he wins the bracket. Uh-huh. He will consider donating the shirt to somebody there in exchange for chips. <laughs> Just send him five bags. <laughs> well, how long do your five bags last? Uh, you make a point. But anyway, <laughs> I'm Nate. He's Jeff. TR's in the house. Tim, we're all here. Hey, TR, old times. Send us home. Peace. I ain't even gotta say it, that's just something they know. Thanks for listening to the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com and at widemencantjump.com. Be sure to check out our blogs over at widemencantjump.com and also be sure to check out all the other shows that we put out. You can find us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Also, at WideBeanCanJump.com. Visit our store and buy some new t-shirts. They're available now in all sizes. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at NewLawOffice.com and by Cambay.com. Be sure to visit Cambay.com and use promo code WIDEBEN to get 20 free credits on your purchase. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time for the next episode on the Wide Men Radio Network.